Let's take a moment to pray together as we enter into a time of reflecting on, uh, on our God. Creator, we thank you for the people in this space, in this room, who you have called from across this city and even looking around, uh, some from across this country, to be in this place at this time. Would you meet us here by your spirit? Would you speak to us in a way where each of us can know that it is a word from you that we have been given today? And would you begin this process of rebuilding our congregation to your glory for the blessing of our city and this neighborhood? Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, it's nice to see you all. I have been away a little bit over the summer. Um, we got a great chance to go out east. We got to go up north. It was one of those adventure summers. And I'm just so grateful for that time and space. Uh, people have been asking how I feel being back this Sunday. And uh, the language I've been using is, I feel reinvigorated. I feel, isn't it? I feel full of vigor, whatever that means. It feels right, you know, and that's all that matters. It, I, I feel like I'm full of life. Um, I feel recharged. I also feel this week that we are kind of building a plane on the runway as we go. And so there's, there's a lot happening, but man, it feels so good to be back. And it feels so good to have connected with some of you today already, but also to look around and see people that I've gotten to connect with over the summer as I run into people. And I'm sure that's been the case for so many of you, these little divine run-ins. We talked about taking the summer as a time to watch it grow, to watch God's kingdom grow organically as you're camping, as you're at a coffee shop, as you're at work, and God keeps making things grow. And I feel like I got to see that a lot this summer, and I hope that you did as well. I uh, wanted to do two sets of thank yous as well. First set, thank you to uh, all of you as a congregation for giving me as one of your pastors time away, especially this summer when Jill, our other pastor, was also away. Um, that is not a small sacrifice to sort of hold everything up and to, you know, lots of you showing up to, to hold this thing together over the last two months and keep this fire burning and keep it stoked. And I'm just so grateful for that. So thank you kind of congregationally. Not every pastor has a community that would be so quick to say, yeah, go away for two months and recharge and come back refreshed. Um, and then the second set of thank yous, thank you to those who especially put focus into keeping this fire stoked over the summer. So thank you to those who preached the summer, Stephen Edwards, who preached and anchored a number of services, Brian Craig, uh, Cindy Stover, Janelle Cowley, and uh, who was our other preacher? Peter Jokas, who's not next to you, so I couldn't He's preaching another church today. Peter, by the way, apparently just dropped a prophetic word that's like 50 years old in Hamilton that he's been carrying around. So if you know Peter, you should ask him about this revival that he's been foreseeing for decades. Apparently God's up to something. Keep our heads down. Okay. Um, and to the elders as well, uh, the Eucharist elders who anchored these gatherings and held everything together, just a big thank you before uh, we jump into this. Is it weird to clap? Thank you. Can we clap? Just thanks for everyone who held this together. Beautiful. So one of the words that has been coming to mind for me over the summer that I thought might be a good word to anchor us in this kind of liminal space between Sundays is the word remember. Can we all do it like an old school church and say it together? Remember. Let's say it together. Ah, so much fun. Remember. So what does remember mean? Uh, English is funny because we, we have words that can sometimes mean multiple things even though they're not connected in their roots or in their etymology. 
but it can also create kind of a fun uh, trick. So this year we had a, a conference called the True City Conference. It's a number of churches that gather for the good of the city. And our theme this year was remember the body, remembering the body. And it had a funny kind of double meaning because on the one hand, to remember, re meaning again, right? Like repeat, so we all are familiar with re. But member can mean one of two things. In Latin, the word memor means mind. And that's one meaning of to remember, is to remember, to recollect in your mind. And that is true for us, right? There are people in this room that some of us haven't seen for weeks or months. And you might be doing the dishes and suddenly you're like, how are Connor and Renee doing? Like pops into your head. Like you're, you know, you're like, how is baby Caspian doing? I'm cur I remember those in this community as I'm away. And so we've done a lot of that. But there's another kind of remembering, which is the remember that comes from the idea of a limb, like the limb of a tree or the limb of a body, which is membrum. So my hand is a member of my body. And my tongue is a member of my body. And so to remember on the one hand can be to remember in your mind, to remember someone in your mind, your memory, your spirit. The other side is to remember in your body, to actually be remembered into a body for these different parts that have been scattered all over and journeying all over to remember each other and be remembered together. And so in that sense, it's fun that the word remember can function in two senses at the same time. And I feel like both of those senses of the word remember are very relevant to us now. Because we've been away from each other for a while. I feel like these weeks, it's like we're all coming out of our post-apocalyptic bunkers finally. We're seeing each other and everybody's kind of weathered and worn, like, ugh. Like if, Every guy you knew when you first saw him, his hair was like down to here. He's like, I haven't left the house in two years. You know, or people have been like, they've been out of the house, but they've been going, like working. Everybody's kind of fried and, and we have been away from each other. And so we haven't been able to as easily remember in our mind one another. But now we're being remembered. We're being bought, brought back together as a body. And there's been this really beautiful thing that I have found, and I'd be curious how you find it. Early on, kind of when you're going into the world again, over the last two years, you start with your family maybe. You see some of your family, hopefully, if things are going well in that area. Um, or if, if people feel comfortable, there's a lot of factors. Maybe you'd start going to work, so you have some patterns. But these sorts of places, I feel, are newer. Being remembered into a place where you're not all family, like we're not all siblings, we don't all know each other, you don't all know each other's names. But in another sense, as the church, we are a family. We're like a big set of cousins. And there are cousins that you know really well, and cousins you don't know as well. There might be even a cousin that you kind of forget their name, and you gotta check in with somebody else about it later. But you're still family. And I feel like that's the remembering that we're beginning to experience, just beginning to experience as a church congregation. That we are remembering one another, but we're slowly beginning to form those connections again. My observation would be over the last six months that we were gathering as a church, that each week there'd be one person I got to remember with, to be remembered with. There'd be like one conversation where I'd say like, 
how have you been? And they knew that I don't mean like in the last week. I mean like, how have you been since I saw you before the apocalypse? How, how has it been for you and for your home? And that's been such a beautiful thing because there are all these people that we may not remember mentally for a time. But as we come together, we begin to remember each other, both by seeing each other and just by being in a space that we used to be in. And as we are remembering one another and being remembered, we are given opportunities to have the kind of conversation that makes us members in a family again. The conversation somebody might have about their mental health struggles over the last two years, their doubts or questions in their faith, the new ways that they have found to connect with the divine as all these patterns have changed. What their life looks like if you have children. I mean, have you seen the children in this congregation after two years? Everybody like shot up and they're all kind of taller and their teeth are all different. That's the main thing I notice. All those little teeth are gone and there's these chompers and gaps that are showing up. It's beautiful. We are being remembered and we are remembering. And two things on that that I'd want to say to encourage us in this remembering. One is that you may remember people who have not yet been remembered into this community. There's a number of people that have been a part of this congregation who have not yet remembered in physically. And for some of them, that's a choice they're going to make, and that's okay. We're a fairly open-handed, non-anxious community. And if people need to step away from a congregation or step away from faith rhythms, we understand. However, when you remember a person who's been in the body with you, it might be nice if you let them know that you remember them. <laughs> I'm starting to really believe in these little texts, little phone calls, just little, hey, I noticed that you weren't there and I miss you and I hope you're well. So there's a sense in which as we remember together, we can bless those who have not yet been remembered or maybe won't remember in that way to a community, but we can bless them and we can let them know that they're remembered. The other side is that we can remember together by allowing ourselves to be present when we're here to that one conversation that God might bring. Just one. To have a little conversation on your way out the door and to ask each other, how have you been? To take the time to listen to another person and to listen to the person that God brought you that Sunday to talk to, not the person over their shoulders that you really wanted to connect with, but whoever it was that actually you ran into, this is the person that God brought you today. This person, perhaps even for some reason. And it strikes me that if we keep a pattern of doing this, remembering, not just for one or two weeks, but for months, if we say it may be a year, it may be two years before I have remembered with everyone else in this community, that just means that every week, perhaps for a year, you're going to get a little moment of wonder and joy as you hear someone else's story of where they've been and who God has been to them as they've come back into this place. And I think that's a beautiful vision to be patient with and to understand that we're going to need to have a coffee hour again. We're just going to need to have coffee hour because we're going to need that casual time for that good small talk, you know? That, like, that good conversation that is simple, doesn't require a bunch of follow-up, 
but is that opportunity to be present to one another, to remember one another, and to be remembered together. Okay, so remembered, part one, congregational life. Remembered, part two, uh, when the scriptures talk about remembering, they most often are talking about both the story of God's people, remember your own story, and also remember God. Like, remember God. <laughs> remember God. Because it's so easy to not remember God. Because there's so much going on. And there's so much to get our attention. And there's so much to be worried about. And there's so many ways that we have felt disconnected and distant from others, from ourselves, and yes, from our Creator. What we have walked through is an incredibly painful and traumatic time. And yet God's people are always given the command, especially when in times of trouble, to remember God. Because when we forget about God, it's not like our worship and our spiritual life goes away. When we get too busy to remember God and suddenly we're chasing around a bunch of worries and concerns and balancing the budget and working and doing things we just have to do to survive in this world, but when we forget about God, some other God will always come into the true God's place. Some little God, some lesser God. The God of escapism or the God of entertainment or the God of needing to be victorious or the God of needing to make sure other people think of me in a certain kind of way, some other little God will always sneak into the place that God, the true living God, belongs in. This is just a human pattern. We are worshiping creatures. We are creatures that will give our attention and our praise and our desire to something. It cannot be a negative space. And so whenever God's people forget God, we just create a blank vacuum for some new God to step into. And so for us, as we look into this next season and we think about who does God want us to be as a community and who does God want us to be as people in this particular time in this city, to remember God is going to be key to everything we are going to become. Because there is a living God. When I say living God, I mean a God that is alive, a God that is real, a God that is beyond you and I, a God that does not care about your theology about God, a God that does not care whether you believe in God or not. There just is transcendence. There is beyond, and I can say that with confidence because I know that many of you, I might even say humbly all of you, have had moments where you have encountered this God, where you have found yourself weeping without reason, where you found yourself caught up in wonder without explanation. And when someone says, describe what you're feeling to me, you're like, the tree was so beautiful and a bird landed on it. <laughs> and they're like, that doesn't sound, you're like, I told you it wouldn't work. Like, there is a living God who can only be met by encountering God, who can only be met in the emotional, spiritual, psychological space. You can't encounter this God by pinning this God down in a theory or putting this God in a box. 
And theology and scripture, all of it has its purpose, but its purpose is always to serve and point to this living God we could never contain. And God is real. And you have experienced those moments where suddenly it was like a dark room was illuminated and peace came for a moment and things made sense and were clear for a moment. We have all experienced those moments, but we forget. We experience a moment of transcendence, and then the endless tyranny of the world comes to us again. Probably something in our pocket dings. Ding! And we're out. But we have to remember. There can be no church if we do not remember God. And so, on the note of remembering God, God have mercy, I've been really into the Psalms. The Psalms have become a huge part of my prayer life, and I'll say more about it as we go because I just believe that this is such a key part of being God's people, is <clears throat> learning to pray the Psalms that God's people have always prayed. But I've also learned that they're, they're actually meant to be sung. And that when we hear them sung and we participate in chanting or singing the psalms, they work in us at a level that's beyond the intellectual or the logical. And they kind of get into our bones and they, they work in us at a deeper level. And so I'm going to sing us a psalm. And I'm not a singer. But I'm really trying to practice this sincerity of faith. Because we just need God so badly, don't we? Let's just, there's nothing else that's going to fix this. And so I'm going to try to put some faith out there, and I'm going to chant and sing for you all Psalm 63, a psalm that talks about remembering God, meditating, which is like, meditating is like chewing like a lion over its food, like chewing on these words. And um, I'm just going to sing this as a blessing over us and as a prayer. The words to this psalm will be on a screen on the slide, and so you can also look at those if you'd like to pray along with me. Um, but I would love it if you would pray with me so it's not just Kevin wanted to sing and everyone can listen. It would be great if Kevin wanted to pray and we all were praying together. Um, so let's pray through Psalm 63. Oh God. My lips shall give 
in the systems of oppression, but is a cry for judgment on the systems itself, so the servants of God might be free to act in integrity to the good of God's glory. Now let's sing about our King Christ. But the King will rejoice in God. All those who swear by him will be glad. For the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the
my brothers, sisters, and siblings in Christ. May we remember God together this year. Amen.